0: Now, an in focus exclusive. I want you to give me a word that describes President Trump's first year in office.
1: And I'm going to say chaotic. Absolutely amazing.
0: Disappointed.
1: Too much drama. He is still the leader of our country. Who do we believe? Don't believe the media. We don't believe politicians. Who do we believe?
2: I stand with President Trump. So, president you know, right thank God she's not. And they're
3: costing us money. Why are they here? If they want to come here. Then they come the here theory. legally.
4: Today, join
5: the conversation. Exploring the issues that matter most in Indiana.
4: This is In Focus with Dan Spieler.
5: Good morning and welcome to a special edition of In Focus. I'm Dan Spieler. And I'm Matt Smith. Now, a little more
0: than a year after the inauguration of President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence, we wanted to hear directly from Indiana voters. And Dan, boy, did we ever. Mm -hmm. We assembled 16 voters in two focus groups picked by our In Focus panelists. Eight backed President Trump. Eight voted for Hillary Clinton. And nothing was off limits. These Hoosiers proving civil yet contentious conversations are the
5: new norm. We will have that conversation in just a few moments. But first, Bob Donaldson is here with more of this week's headlines. Bob? All right, Dan, thank you. It's been a historic
4: week here in Indiana after the governor signed the Sunday sales bill, making it legal to purchase alcohol later today in the Hoosier state. Stores can sell alcohol starting at noon today until 8 o'clock. Governor Holcomb signed that bill into law on Wednesday.
6: Grocery shopping, um, all the aisles will be open uh, to you, or if you want to make a pit stop before the, before the tailgate, uh, or if you want to uh, make a pit stop before you hit the race uh, come up, coming up in May, uh, you can you can do that.
4: So, again, the change will affect about 3,800 stores. They do not have to be open on Sundays at all, but this law makes Sunday sales legal. We are joined by our panel today, former Democratic state lawmaker Christina Hale and Tim Swarens from the Indy Star. Thank you both for joining us today. I guess it's bottoms up. We can start the clock as to when we can start drinking alcohol on Sundays. Did you ever think you'd see the day, Christina? I
7: I didn't. I was still hoping for the Bloody Mary bar here on set, (laughs) I guess that's not happening. No,
4: no. I guess that's not happening. No, we weren't weren't able to get it done because, Tim, I don't know if any of us ever thought that this would happen.
6: I I certainly didn't. Uh, I'm old enough to remember when Indiana finally adopted Daylight Savings Time, and, and this is very similar to that, something that's been discussed for years and years and years, and it's finally happening.
4: Well, I mean, it brings up a very good point. I mean, we've had Daylight Savings Time that's changed. Now we have Sunday alcohol sales. I mean... What else do you think that we sort of take for granted that that might be passed?
7: There are a lot of things, but I do want to give credit to my friend, uh, Republican Representative Ben Smaltz. He is a hardworking person. He's put in a lot of hard work on uh, uh, crystal meth, sure. keeping that under control. He and I authored a bill to keep child molesters off of school campuses. I, I hope he keeps, uh, remains working on things that really matter and not just these you know, sin issues. But.
4: Hard to know what could follow after Sunday sales, but but what do you think in the final days of the legislature? Tim, I I'm,
6: I don't have a high expectations. Uh, redistricting is dead. Uh, so some some of the things that we thought might happen this year are not going to happen. I suspect the next couple of weeks will be pretty quiet.
7: Yeah, I think there's a lot of frustration. However, there are a lot of legislators that wanted to do good, big things, and when we have all of these issues involving. Guns, tariffs, you know, there's something, there's still some work to be done, but, you know, it just seems like sands so, on the hourglass aren't going to allow it.
4: Sunday sales would obviously be the legis- uh, legacy of this session. Anything else jumps out at you, Tim, as to, to what was accomplished this year?
6: Well, the, the governor talked a lot about in the State of the State about the importance of workforce development, and that is a critical issue in this state. My hope is that, that the legislature will pass something substantive and that the execution of of retraining so many people in Indiana who need to be trained for jobs in the 21st century. that That's so important for our state.
7: And also the Department of Children's Services. So we're finding out now every day more and more, there really are problems there that need to be addressed. And actually there's been legislation that's been uh, denied hearings that could help this. So really there's nothing more urgent or important than the safety of our children. So I am um, disappointed that we won't hear more about that yet this session.
4: All right. Christina, Tim, thank you both for joining us thank and we'll you. work on getting that Bloody Mary bar <laughs> here now that we can actually do it.
5: All right, thanks. We have called this special edition of In Focus, Hoosiers Divided.
4: Because a year into the first term of
0: President Trump, these voters are seemingly divided, Dan, on everything from religion to sports, the media and politics. Sure. Yeah. She was lazy and no. she didn't work
8: hard for what she did. No,
2: handled. I did COVID. not. I never said that. They no. can roll the film.
0: One year into the presidency of Donald Trump, we wanted to hear directly from Indiana voters.
3: Look at the way we're fighting today. Good to meet you. Welcome. So for the past
0: month, in two separate groups, we gathered 16 Hoosiers, invited them to City Market in downtown Indianapolis. If you want to tuck some of the cord in, that'll probably help. Mic them up and ask them to lay it all on the table.
2: I'm a brown girl from Pakistan, and I stand with President Trump.
8: He came down that elevator Uh in New York Uh saying Mexicans are rapists, they're criminals.
0: I want you to give me a word or phrase that describes President Trump's first year in office.
3: Absolutely winning.
0: Winning. We're going to get so sick
3: of winning, but we're winning. I love
1: it. I'm going to say chaotic.
4: Yeah, that's a better
1: word. Chaotic. I think it's shameful, um, the rhetoric that's been coming out of his office and from his own Twitter feed.
8: I'd say disappointing. I'd say brilliant.
7: Brilliant. Brilliant. I would say too much drama.
1: Too much
0: drama.
7: So working for the American people.
0: Panelists from our Sunday morning show In Focus picked the participants. Eight voted for Hillary Clinton. Eight backed Donald Trump. But as we quickly discovered a year later, it's still much more complicated than that. So, you know,
2: right now? Thank God she's not. Well, there you go.
0: In this first year, what has the president accomplished?
1: She's been making a list. She's good to go. How much time you got? (laughs) He's
3: helping the Veterans Administration. Uh, He's repealing 22 regulations for every new one. I have never
0: seen Donald Trump do anything in his life that was not self-promoting.
3: I will say this. I just got my 401k statement in the mail, and my account has doubled since Donald Trump took office.
0: The conversations were civil. But seemingly every issue we brought up brought out the divide.
2: What are we teaching our kids?: If I had a child and he was calling people names, he would be getting the time out. And our president, our president called a senator publicly that she
3: would do anything. Now he didn't say it.: It's a filthy mind that interprets what you know, Oh my God.: I mean, seriously. Okay, and she was bleeding all over from wherever. I mean, it takes a dirty mind to interpret it that way. I'm it's sorry, everything's
1: a fight. There's nothing positive about it. Well, you
0: know. To underscore the divide, the conversations turned to immigration. These voters, meeting just days after cult player Edwin Jackson and Uber driver Jeffrey Monroe were killed by an accused drunk driver who was deported twice and is in the U.S. illegally. In response, President Trump tweeted, this is just one of many such preventable tragedies. We must get the Dems to get tough on the border with illegal immigration, fast. Should what happened in Indianapolis this weekend shape the debates in Congress on immigration? Should it be part of that conversation?
2: I think it's very well should be, because it, you may say, well, it's an isolated case, but not particularly because lately we have had an influx of MS-13 gangs that have come into our country illegally.
6: I don't think that this incident should, should dominate the conversation in Congress as, as an isolated incident. There are situations of illegal immigrants in California and Texas and et cetera, et cetera that takes place on a, on a regular basis. I think it, it still goes back to
8: he's the leader of our country and his words matter and have an effect. This is a man who's advocated violence, who has said people think- who...
7: No, he he I mean, has
8: said at rallies, at his campaign, uh-huh. to rough people up who cause a ruckus. That's insinuating
7: What about the people violence. that are paid to go to Trump rallies from the Clinton administration I, I to cause ruckus in, in that our weren't first, Trump supporters? In our First
8: Amendment, you have the right to protest, whether you're paid To so, yes, jump but- on
7: cars and set things on fire?
8: You have the right to protest. You have the right to take a knee. Also
0: still contentious, the NFL and protests this past season.
1: They were kneeling because of racial injustice. They were kneeling because we've got Nazis and KKK marching.
3: The Democrat Party is basically Marxist. That's or I'm coming to big jump. Well, if you want to call activity, him a Nazi, I have to go back. To I didn't there. call
1: Donald Trump a Nazi. But people I said have.
3: that, but people have.
1: Well, that didn't come out of my mouth here today,
0: ma'am. We also I found the divide really not just political but yeah. personal.
6: When you see it with your own eyes and you see the heart that the man has,
7: I I this fake news, exactly It's all fake news. Heart.
2: He still presents himself as a combative bully. And he's I, he, fighting. He, he does. Fighting he's for us. Why? He's
1: but why does he have to present himself that I way? think it's because why the media he, attack he,
3: him all the time. People, the, 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 he's the, saying The Hillary voters are so I'm angry. Things. The media That's is where the anger is coming remember. from. The media is not saying it. During I'm
1: listening to it. They're the not election. telling me what to hear.
0: The future do, is what's so get, uncertain. Get and the solutions, when even more so. Do conversations like this matter?
3: Very yes.
1: much so. And they need Very to much so. But the, yeah, but they don't happen enough mm-hmm.
3: naturally. And that's why people don't understand mm-hmm. each other and there's hatred. Yes. So even our yes. conversations like this important? Uh, yes, I think they're important, but um, I think one of my, my biggest issues with these types of com- conversations is making sure
8: that there is a level of respect.
3: You know, I want to listen more because I, I'll have to say that, you know, maybe I've been living in a bubble myself and hanging out with the same type of people with the same viewpoint as me.
4: These are key conversations that need to take place because in order for us to come back together again and and be a, be one people, one nation, then we,
5: this has to happen. They are important conversations are. and fascinating ones yeah. too. Pretty and incredible to hear what people on both sides are saying.
0: Especially at the end when they kind of came full circle. Some of those people in that second group, they stayed late grabbed a beer, and continued talking. And talk more. That's
5: something else. All right, coming up next on this special edition of In Focus, we're talking with our focus group about a number of other issues in the news these days, including immigration. Plus,
0: how would you describe the typical Trump voter? We're asking our focus group that question next after the break.
5: To our special edition of In Focus, Hoosiers Divided, as we bring people from both sides together for some important conversations. There's been a lot of talk about the Trump voter this past year, so who exactly are they? We
0: asked the focus group to weigh in. I would like you to give me a word or phrase that describes the typical Trump
6: voter.
3: Smart. <laughs> Good.
6: <laughs> Patriotic. Deceived. I think a lot of them saw him on The Apprentice and felt like this guy is a genius. I think hardworking, everyday man who feared socialism, which was where we were headed towards with the previous president.
0: You said that's not fair. Why?
3: Um, I just don't like generalizing people. I think that's very unfair. Obviously, we have four Trump supporters here, all very diverse. So, I guess if I have to pick a word, I. All four of you have spoken tonight, and it sounds, for the most part, that you're very hopeful. So I, I guess I would go with hopeful.
8: I, I think I think impatient. I, I think they uh, sat through eight years of President Obama. The world changed probably too much. Word or
0: phrase that describes a typical Trump voter? I don't want to
1: say angry. Probably dissatisfied with um, their, where they are in life and what is available to them. I would agree with that. Yeah,
7: I'm with her.
0: In this first year, what has the president accomplished?
7: We do have a very conservative Supreme
0: Court justice.
7: Yes.
4: That's, that's worth its weight in gold.
1: I will say, but I, mean, I don't think Donald Trump has gotten a lot done with foreign countries or even with Congress. But I think he has taken a lot of actions. I don't agree with a lot of them. But I think he has taken a lot
7: of unilateral actions.
0: What has President Trump accomplished in his first year?
7: Destroyed ISIS, right off the bat. You there are lower, there's less. tax reform.
6: An effort to control illegal immigration still going on.
8: He has divided us oh, no in, in incredibly we, we got divided when Obama ourselves. was elected. No. We no. Got it got worse eight has, years. America has always been a divided country.
0: Are we more divided as we sit here today than when before? Oh,
2: Did no, we I, don't so. I, don't I don't think so. I don't think so.
5: Yes. Yes. I
3: think yes. we are. I mean, look at the way we're fighting today.
5: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, tense conversation there as well. Yeah, segue into a lot of other
0: conversations. We also asked the focus group talked a lot about the controversy and the recent news over immigration.
2: My parents came here because in Pakistan, Christians not only were treated badly the way blacks were treated, but they continue to do so. If anything, they have it's gotten worse. They're getting killed. So we came here to America for us to have more opportunities. And my opportunities are the same as the opportunities that you have. So instead of like America holding is, on to this hatred.
8: America is a great country, but it's an imperfect country. Okay. While you while you came over here on your own terms, my ancestors didn't.
3: Not everybody who comes across our southern border is Mexican. And it's not a race. I mean, we just get too caught up in these labels and we want to label everything and it's foolish. People with their ethnicity, though? I mean, you well, <laughs> label people with their ethnicity. What are you going to call someone who's Hispanic? You're going to call them, what, a brown person that created a new race? Not
5: a rapist or a murderer. Some?
3: Well, some are. Some have come here and committed heinous crimes. You look at the prisons down in the Southwest and they have their share of these illegal criminals in them and they're costing us money. Why are they here? Why did Obama open the borders to trainloads full of hundreds of little children coming from South America and, and Central America and just put them in military borders? Why?
1: They were running from certain death. Certain they death. were running from certain death. I cannot believe they, they were, were little children. Yeah. Well, then we were talking about, OK, little every children. children. And I'll answer
3: that with, with two or three
1: words, the American dream. Want to go to America, that freedom. They want to come here, and we don't want to push them away just because they're different and they look different from us. And they speak differently. What do you want to
3: give them to satisfy their dream? Are you willing to give them free everything? Are you willing to move them into your house? If at what point do our want to come borders, here? If they want to come here, then they come the here legally. Are they going to bring positive value to our country? We didn't just say, pack up the train, let's take them all over. And, you know, we didn't do that. I don't think anyone said, let's pack up the train. Oh, no, come, come on. on. The look at it. Isn't the Obama is. opened the border.
0: What do we think about Russia and in interference in the election? I, I can probably I guess. <laughs> Individually as we go around the table. Well, you said Russia, Russia, Russia. I'm assuming well, sarcastically a little yeah, bit.
3: Yeah, So I,
8: we just I, talked about the, the fake news aspect of this, and CIA's recent report that said, you know what, this is proof Russia colluded. Do you believe that? Uh,
4: I don't believe Not,
8: the dossiers.
1: Who do we believe? We don't believe the media. We don't believe our government officials. We don't believe politicians. Who do we believe? I'm sorry, I lost it there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all, all I've done is hear everybody, well, I don't believe this person, because they're the, I don't believe this person. But I mean, I'm even guilty of it too, but like, who is it, is it your mom? I believe my mom, I guess.
5: <laughs> a lot of layers to that yeah. conversation some of the people will some people will hear what was said on immigration there and have a pretty strong reaction to really strong computers. opinion yeah. and it was interesting to see
0: everyone looks at one thing and the perspective is so different depending on your right. background and where you come from absolutely okay more come after the break we're going to ask our in focus panelists to hear and weigh in exactly what
5: they just heard Hi, welcome back to this special edition of In Focus, Hoosiers
0: Divided. So now our panelists, who you see every week here, helped put together this group of Indiana voters. And afterwards, some of them watched. We asked them to share their thoughts. I thought it was a lot of passion. I I don't think anybody changed anybody's mind. I think think the, the table of people you saw here, which I thought were pretty representative of the different opinions, showed how far apart we are as a country, quite frankly.
6: They had a lot to say. Uh, what was neat was they didn't know each other. They left as friends. I think they, they were open to listening to each other. But like Mike said, there's a lot of divisiveness. And you know, I say it goes back to day one when you had uh, women marching on Washington. I'm not blaming the women, but some of the people that were on stage, like Madonna comes to mind saying she wanted to blow up the White House. It has continued through that. The Trump supporters realize that and they look at the the accomplishments that he's made and the media and others from the left Uh, take each day to attack the president like it started you know on on January 21st so you saw that in their comments.
1: I thought it was great how civil they were and and just the fact that you you definitely saw passion and you had a lot of disagreements and there, there were certainly moments where I thought you know people were pretty upset and would disagree in terms of certain things but just overall I thought Um, for an hour and a half where you're not going to change people's minds. I don't think anyone left with a different opinion, but at least they could understand where people were coming from.
7: These are really good things to have happen, I think. We do it every week on TV, and I can sit next to Tony or Mike or Christina, and we can have these conversations, but real people like this, they don't have these conversations as often as they should. And if you do exactly what you just said, you stop, you take that breath, and you think, okay, let me actually listen to you, we're not going to agree, probably, but at least I've heard you and you've heard me. It feels really good.
6: It was re- very representative of the way the country is right now. There's a lot of folks that are saying, oh, Trump is this or Trump is that, but uh, they don't really say why. They don't really have an example. It's just that that animosity, that hostility that's been there from the start. I think the folks that were here as Trump supporters uh, had those examples of you know, fixing the economy, stock market soaring, uh, cutting regulations, 22 to, to every... One new regulation, uh, working on uh, fixing the the Veterans Affairs Department, uh, building the military, all those kinds of things that he's been doing that get drowned out by this bickering back and forth. One
0: of the things I thought was fascinating was the lady who worked at Anthem for so many years. She said, That's okay if he wants to tweet to the domestic audience, but it's another thing to complicate foreign affairs and diplomatic relations and to impact cultures and political systems that don't understand our ways. And that can get dangerous, and it's caused some problems, quite frankly.
1: And I appreciate it. Anytime someone said, I don't really know what's going on in terms of that, I think a couple of people mentioned it with the Russia investigation. And that's, that's difficult to do, to admit that you're not fully aware of it. And, and to say that rather than to try and make up an argument and to, to come up with something because you want to seem informed. And, and I, I really did appreciate when people did that.
0: Do you think these people at this table are going to take away anything from this, uh, a day, a week? down the road from from this conversation? I hope so. I hope so. I hope hope everybody learns to listen. I mean, you know, I've been friends with Tony for 20 years, but I've learned to listen to him a little bit better in the last two years, quite frankly. Thanks.
5: (laughs) A little civility there for Mike and Tony. People (laughs) listening to each other. Who would have thought, right? Exactly. All right, we're back to wrap things up right after this.
0: All right. Much more of this conversation with our Indiana voters online. Head to fox59.com slash in focus.
5: And you can always find more of our program on our podcast in focus, Trump, Pence, and the week in politics now available on iTunes, Android, and on SoundCloud. All right.
0: Thanks so much for joining us for this special edition of in focus, Hoosiers divided. We'll see you back here next Sunday
5: in focus until then. Have a great weekend.